0: your
1: property podcast comes to you with thanks to our friends at trafalgar square finance leading independent specialists in mortgages and all types of property finance whether it's buy to let development or bridging finance trafalgar square can help you organize your funding for your next property project exclusively to listeners of your property podcast Trafalgar Square offer a free one-to-one consultation. So whether you are a portfolio landlord looking to raise funds on your existing portfolio, or if you're just starting out and want to find out if you are eligible for a buy-to-let mortgage, Trafalgar Square Finance can help. It's easy to book with one of their experienced consultants by simply visiting yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash finance. You can find this link in the show notes for more details. Hello, and welcome back to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns, and today we have a very interesting guest for you. Uh, today's guest is Kane Minkus, founder of Industry Rockstar, who has trained over 3 million entrepreneurs worldwide. Kane and his wife launched and scaled over 40 companies generating over 500 million dollars of revenue, as well as having a dozen Internet based companies. He is working with industry leaders and household names such as Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, Mariah Carey, Tim Ferriss. The list goes on, guys. I'd encourage you to check out his website just to see the number of people who you can recognize from it. Uh, he has been building ed companies in Silicon Valley for 25 years, and he has built four eight-figure-a-year tech companies. He's also invested into 12 AI companies and on the board of some of the largest incubators in Silicon Valley for tech and AI companies. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, AI for property investors. Kane,
0: welcome to the show. First of all, thank you for having me. <clears throat> I love talking about this topic. I've been involved in technology and te- I've been involved in technology since I was 5 years old. <laughs> I grew up in a very technological type of family, always been on computers. always loved it. I studied engineering and computer science in in, uh, university and then went on to build many, many tech companies. But I just love talking about it because I think that technology really accelerates us. And Steve Jobs used to say that the computer is the bicycle for the mind. It allows us to go much further, much faster. Uh, And so I now say that AI is essentially a motorcycle for the mind. It's allowing us to zoom at speeds that we have never seen before. uh, Every human on the planet. So I mean, I'm going to expand the frame here from property investors uh, need to be involved with AI, just like every human being on the planet does, just like every human being, let's say every professional, is using a computer. I mean, we're using computers here to do this this, this interview. And to not use a computer is to put somebody in a very, very old, uh, you know, world an old paradigm in terms of trying to create, uh, invest, research, uh, move things forward, evolve, um, you know build wealth. And so why not just use the best tools that are available? Now, interestingly, AI has created, it's like, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new shiny object. And it's really a new shiny object for the commercial world. I mean, we have been using AI in our companies for 25 years. My very first company I started when I was 19 years old, I was a showbiz kid. I was in TV, film, radio, and and I was a record producer for Sony. And I started in the music industry and and, in the performance industry, you know, at five years old. So we've been using uh, AI. I've been tuning vocal. The reason I work with Mariah Carey and J-Lo and Ricky Martin and and, uh, Brittany and all these people back 25 years ago is I was tuning their vocals using AI technology to identify where their pitches were off and then actually tuning them. And so we were using it 25 years ago. So it's almost a little bit funny to us that everybody's so excited about it right now. I mean, you've been getting affected by AI for years. I mean, if you got on Netflix and it said, because you watched this, you should check this out, which I don't know, is 10 years old that's been going on for 10 years. The algorithms in Facebook have been scanning what you've been putting up and, and adjusting what you see and, and which friends it recommends. It's all done through AI algorithms. So AI simply just stands for artificial intelligence. And it has actually been going on since the 50s in, uh, in the world, especially in Silicon Valley and technology areas. In fact, there are even research that goes back to the 1700s where scientists were studying how to build robots or, uh, or, or um, they, wanted to, they wanted to simulate human intelligence. Right. And so they've been they've been researching for a long time. So it's, it's always a little, I always get a little bit of chuckle when everybody's like, oh, my gosh, this new thing, AI, it's amazing. And it's so dangerous and all this. It's, it's just been it's just been commercially released as of November 2022. And ChatGPT was just one of the first commercially available plug right into that brain and be able to really see what the power of commercial AI can do when you actually have the ability to prompt it and ask it to do anything. So that's really kind of what made it super exciting. Right. But the good news is, is, that it's been around a long time. So people have all these fears and concerns and all. it's been going on forever. If you ever said Alexa and then you asked Alexa to put on a song for you, you've been using AI, right? So it's it's been it's been amazing for us, you know, uh, cars, self-driving cars are using AI, like all these all these things that we actually find really amazing. We've got we're here in Sardinia at our, at our villa here in Sardinia. And we've got a pool in the back and we've got a, a little robot um, uh, pool cleaner that goes around our pool. And my four-year-old son always goes, oh, that's the AI. Because <laughs> I've been teaching all of our kids. We have three kids. I've been teaching them all about AI. You know. And so when we're at the airport, there's a little, there's a little uh, cleaner that moves around the airport autonomously. And it stops if you walk in front of it moves around things. And it's all using AI, right? And so it's been around a long time. We're just actually getting the power now to actually utilize it in its purest forms which means we can have more control over it than just watching a robot clean a floor so that's what's super exciting about it so it's affecting everybody across the world because if you think about it every little action you take as a professional whether you're in a business whether you're an investor whether you're a leader whether you're a sales professional financial advisor real estate agent doesn't matter you're taking actions on a daily basis marketing communicating negotiating doing deals reviewing things doing research and that's what ai can assist you in to do faster better and cheaper than ever before
1: you're right you know it's it's really interesting because all those things that you mentioned about how it's always been in the background always been a part of these companies that we've used every day um but in november last year it was the first time that actually we got access to using this you know this tool so I remember the, you know, I used it for the first time and my mind was blown because it was like the first time using Google ever, or, you know, it, it was just, I, I've never been in, you know, consciously in control of creating yeah. something using AI. So for a lot of people, it's a, it was a huge wow moment. Wow, the speed of it, the just how much it can do at your fingertips was yeah. really incredible.
0: And, and that's the thing is, you know, we're, and one of the things we're doing, so we run programs that we help people with, they're called the AI assisted entrepreneurs. So we work with entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders, or anybody who is very entrepreneurial as a thinker. So investors join this, we've got financial advisors, we've got, uh, you know, real estate agents. So they don't necessarily have to run a company, but we have, you know, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs and we call it AI assisted. And why we call it AI assisted, it's kind of become our brand globally. And we've had about 60,000 people come through our training so far since January, is that uh, we're here showing people how to become assisted by ai you don't turn your brain off you don't let it do things that much for you You're, it's assisting you you have to work with it just like we've done with every technology in history just like we do with the computers the computers are there as a technology that humans created to assist humans to go further farther uh, faster right so That's the idea. And so when it comes to property and and investors, where a lot of people in the real estate industry are using this is they're using it in doing research for deals. They're helping them generate more leads and opportunities. They're understanding how to negotiate their deals better. They're running their contracts through this. And that's the idea is that you can actually now take anything and everything that you can communicate. You can communicate it through text with GPT. Although, in fact, we actually have plugins and things that we use where I can talk to it. And of course, you can too. You can talk to it and you can enter it in. But you know, text moves very fast. I can copy and paste large chunks of text, large chunks of text, and drop it into GPT and have it review things. So uh, we've been training uh, law offices on how to do research with it and then create briefs, and they're doing it like instantaneously versus days or weeks, right? That it, that it took them before. We are working with large corporations where we're having, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of reviewing having to go out. We got to review every contract, every invoice, make sure everything's accurate. We're actually showing them how they can use AIs to be reviewing their contracts, finding inconsistencies, understanding. I mean, we were working with a CEO the other day. He's like, we hired a team. They didn't perform at all. And we want to get out of our contract. Can you review our contracts, like an 80 page contract? I'm like, like, sure, give me two seconds. He's like, two seconds. I'm like, yeah, hang on. I drop it into a couple of different AIs that I use. And then boom, I've got, it it analyzes it. And I I asked it to look for loopholes to help us get out of a contract for non-performance. Within, I don't know, five seconds and maybe a couple of chain prompts, I had five different ways that he could take this back to the company. And he did. The next call, he got on the phone with his company and he said, hey, you guys haven't performed here. You haven't performed here. You haven't performed. We're canceling the contract. And you know, they said, OK, there's nothing we can do about it. You're right. And GPT helped us do that in minutes versus me having to spend hours reviewing the contract and then writing up a proposal as to how we get that done. Uh, and as a consultant, as, a, as an advisor to companies, they're paying me 250000 a year to be advising them, plus they're giving me equity in their companies. And I'm using these AI tools to essentially be a a superhero consultant, superhero advisor. And they know I'm using them. I'm very transparent because these are, it's like me saying, I'm not, I'm not using a computer, Michelle. I'm not, I'm not using one. It's like, who cares? (laughs) You don't care if using a computer. Hey, if it helps you do your job better. Great. So everybody knows about it. It's all very transparent, but it's helping us do things that we really literally could not do without this technology.
1: Yeah, it's for me it's unlocking another level so like you've just given that example there about working with the the contract for people i'm just conscious for people who've never like tried it or logged in and seen what it what it can do um you know on a very very simple level we've got you know research software for um for sourcing properties so that creates a dashboard and we say okay this property it's been reduced by 12 percent um the uh, it's come back on the market it's fallen through three times um and here's the data but the missing bit is what you do with that data so now what we've done is we've taken the data we drop it in chat gbt we'll say create a letter to the landlord and off making an offer to them to uh, negotiate further in seconds it's just created that letter from the data so uh, on the very very basic simple you know, level, that's just one way that we're using it. And I'm sure we're just scratching the surface of of, of what we can do.
0: There's there's no way to fully utilize it. It's like saying, how do I fully utilize the human brain? Right. Yeah. And and we, we bang on it all day long. I have three AI experts that work with us at our company that are banging on it all day long and have for eight months now with me to see how do we break it, how do we, you know, where to, and, and there's a couple places you can break it. I mean, not, not like break, break, but you know, there's a couple places where we run into their limitations. Um, there's a lot of moral layers. And you know, that's another thing that people are saying, is this really ethical and moral? Well, in fact, these companies are working diligently to make sure that that these tools are used very ethically and morally. And so it does not allow you to scan personal information, for example, on people or come up with personal things. I mean, uh, you know, that th- there's a lot of protection. And, I, and so we find it to be very responsibly and ethically being used to just help people do things faster that they were gonna do anyways. You're gonna go out and research anyways. You're gonna create a letter to the, you know, to negotiate a better deal anyways. This is just gonna help you do it in five minutes instead of two hours or three hours.
1: Yeah, absolutely, That's just pretty increase big. the volume, just unlock just the, the speed really.
0: Totally, um, and and, awesome. and to speak, so so you, you're mentioning people who may. So, if anybody who's listening to this who's going, I haven't even started. I don't know what you're talking about. Just to bring it back, a, you know, a little bit is what's going on is the the world has been released to what's called artificial intelligent brains. And if you think about robots, we always think about robots like moving robots, right? They they have physical bodies. Well, AIs are essentially the brains to the robots, so we call them bots. And the bots are essentially the meaning term for the brain. Okay, so it's like being able to access a brain. And I often uh, I I relate it to um, you know Jarvis from Iron Man. It's it, it, and that's actually what Jarvis is. Jarvis is actually an AI um, from from Iron Man. And if you've never seen the movie Iron Man, it's a great superhero movie from Disney, and it looks like it's futuristic, but it's not. It's actually what's going on right now. And in there, the character Tony Stark, he's a robotics engineer and an AI engineer essentially. And he builds a superhero suit and he gets into it and he can talk with Jarvis, a little bit like talking to Alexa. But Jarvis is, of course, a very advanced AI and it helps him make better decisions. And so that's essentially what, what AIs are. And when it comes to ChatGPT, which was a specific product released by a Silicon Valley company called OpenAI, which was, um, was invested in by Microsoft, it was invested in by Elon Musk and several other investors, they created two products they launched in November 2022. One's called a text bot. And a text bot means that you enter in text in the form of a request or a question, which is considered a prompt in AI world. So you prompt it, and then it gives you back an answer in text. So that's why it's called a text bot. And the brain of it is called GPT, which is not a very nice name. I think they could have come up with something more, more creative, but that's what they called it, GPT. And so the bot is called chat GPT. So you're chatting with it, like you'd be using WhatsApp or you'd be using SMS, right? Or Or Facebook Messenger, when you text with somebody, right? You text them, they text you back. Well, instead of having a human being on the other side texting you back, uh, you've got the smartest brain in the world texting you back. And how smart is it? Well, this thing passed the LSAT. This thing passed the MCAT. Now, the LSAT's the it's the exam to get into law school. The MCAT's the exam to get into the, to medical school, right? So this thing is pretty darn smart. It's read every book ever known a man. It's calmed the entire internet. Like this thing understands everything that's out there in information. And it has synthesized that and it's storing it trillions and trillions and trillions of data points. And you can ask it to give you any sort of feedback or any sort of answer, and it will do that. Now, I don't know how deeply you want me to get in the mechanics of how AI works. I'm not sure if it's that important versus just more being a user of it.
1: Yeah, is it just worth saying really in a nutshell that it doesn't, if you ask it a question, it doesn't go to the internet and pick out a reply. It knows the reply, knows the answer, because it synthesized all of the data. So it's not copying and pasting or pointing you to a Google you know, search engine or whatever it is, you know, it's actually providing you with the answer based on everything it knows.
0: Yeah, and, and if you want even a little bit more technical understanding, what like machine learning is and what 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 it works on it works on probability. So it's it works on how our brains work. It's designed to simulate the way our brains work. So if you think about it, Michelle, you are um, how old are you? And you can you can lie. You can tell me it's much younger.
1: Forty-one.
0: <laughs> Forty-one. Okay, a beautiful age. I'm forty-five. So we know our forties are incredible ages. Um, anyways, so when you were born as a baby, just like every every human being, we start collecting data through our senses: visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, gustatory. We start collecting data, and for years as babies, well, you know, first year, we lie around and we just observe, and we observe and observe and observe. And during while our, while we're observing, we're collecting data. We're observing how the world works and how lights go on and off, and how it goes daytime to dark, and we're we're observing this. So we collect trillions of data points for our brain. And then our brain kind of learns, hey, you know what? Last time I went to sleep and it was dark and I opened my eyes again, it was light. So I bet that there's a high probability that when I close my eyes and I open them up again after I sleep, it's going to be lights. And this is, by the way, why a lot of children, when they're very young or babies, are are difficult to get to sleep because they don't understand consciousness that when they close their eyes, they're going to wake up again, right? But over time they learn. They learn by activities and by actions and mostly by data point collection in the brain. So AIs are working the same way. They have collected trillions of data points. And they work off of probability. So when you ask it to write you an email, it seems like it's a super smart, conscious uh, machine. It's actually not. It's working off of trillions of data points and it's building off of probability factors. What's the highest probability of the right next thing to do or say or type based upon all the data points it has pulled in and all the things it has analyzed and researched? That's how our brains work. I mean, you you know, you sprinkle in a little bit more soul and a little bit, you know, uh, magical beingness from our human side. And we are able to do things that the AIs can't do. We can innovate. We can, uh, we can disrupt. We can, uh, vision. We can uh, visualize a future that doesn't exist. We can live into the future and from a future, not just from our past. And so there are things that as human beings, we are still very critical, very, very important that we interface with the AIs. They need us. We need them. They're not built to initiate. They're built to respond right now. So we essentially have to tell them what we want, and then they respond to that. Right for now.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>. for now. <laughs> um so before we come on over to AI taking over the world. Uh for for property investors. Now I was just amazed that last night I was just doing a training for a bunch of investors and I was demonstrating this is how you this is how I use it, this is how you can use it. And they were like, wow, that's incredible, that's amazing, that's amazing. Um it's been out since November last year. Uh we're now recording this August 23 um there is a window of opportunity here for people who are proactive who are going to be using it um, before just it becomes absolute you know just prolific and everyone's using it so what do you think about this window of opportunity how can you know people in the property industry make the best use of it and get a head start
0: Yes. so I, I mean, there's there's two there's two phases we're going to go through. One is where people start to use it, and then the second is where people continue to use it, right? And so um, the, right now we're at a stage where it's just it's just a uh, shiny object. It's just a new toy, and it's very exciting. So everybody's kind of like, oh my gosh, and they haven't been exposed to it. And it's not. I mean, it's very easy to use. But it's also very deep and intuitive. And what happens is it's getting integrated into everything. So I haven't talked to a single business owner in the last six months that is not integrating it into their business, either into their workflows or they're putting it into their technology companies. It's just everybody is putting it in. So before you know it, everything and everywhere will be using it in some form or fashion, right? So right now you have the ability to get ahead of your competitors and be utilizing it. And that window will be open, I think for another, maybe, I don't know, six months to a year max, and then it will just be everywhere and everybody using it just like a computer. Like if you go, I use a computer, they're like, so what? you know it's like that's like like who cares? But you know, when computers came out, it was it was like that for a year or two. It was like, and we're we're almost in year one of, of AI being released. So you typically see an adoption curve about two to three years on these kind of things. And then that that kind of early wealth that's changed hands because the early adopters got in and they started learning it, that's kind of gone. In that phase it's, it kind of dries up and now it becomes a little bit more like everybody's got it. And then it moves to a second phase, which is how are you using it creatively? How are you springboarding off of it? Now, what's fun to me, and why I love this, and why we are all, all, all in—I mean, we've been training entrepreneurs for seventeen years. I mean, i been running companies since I was nineteen years old. My first company I launched—it was a production company in LA uh, where we were doing uh, soundtracks for film and television and video games, and working with Spiel- Spielberg and George Lucas, and you know. So, I've been running companies forever. So, you know, w- what we started training entrepreneurs seventeen years ago on how to scale up their businesses, but now we've had to go back to—we've—we've we've launched over eighty digital training products on sales, marketing, uh, you know, negotiation, you name it, we've, we've been creating products of it. Now we're going back through all those and we're saying, well, how do we use AI in every one of these things to actually really supercharge it? Because there's things we don't need to really teach anymore because AI will take care of it. And there's things we do need to show because you can zoom much further faster uh, by utilizing AI in like negotiation, you know, things like that. So it'll then become a phase where how do you use it creatively? But the deal is that if you don't get involved in it right now you're going to get left behind and i don't mean for that to be sounding like some like you know oh my gosh like you know fomo like you know let's put everybody in fear but it's just a reality you're gonna get left behind people are have been on it we've been on it for you know well, we've been on it for 25 years but most commercially we've been integrating into things for the last nine months we're now building ai's we've got two tech teams that are that we're building for us we've got 25 staff internally in our development teams right now we're scaling that up i've got friends who, who didn't even know what ai was a year ago and now they've got you know 100 person development teams and they're developing for their companies and i mean just the fall and the winter are going to be explosive cuz it takes a few months for people to develop things and get them out so we're going to see an insane amount of explosion of tools uh, happening and so if you don't know how to use it you don't even know how to use the tools if you don't know how to use the tools you can't stay up to date and you certainly can't compete with the competitors or those in your market space.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mind is just racing. There's just so many different avenues I could <laughs> go down. <laughs> um, so and- what I've, there's a certain style to it. So I know you said AI for like AI assisted, right? So it's to support us, not to beat us. Um, so I've noticed now that when I'm getting emails, the sales emails, obviously people are using the AI to write the sales emails. I'm like, my brain's like, is this real? Who's written this? Uh, because it used to be 12 months ago, someone would sit there and type it out and you could tell it was a human. Now my brain's like, that's AI. I can see it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's going to be everywhere. Or is that going to mess with our brains of like, what's real?
0: So I was saying that to my wife, like when we look through funnels now, I, because I use uh, AI so much, I under I can tell when something is created by AI because of the way the sentence structure is created. It's, it's very subtle, right? I mean, because it's, yeah. it, it's, it's all built for humanization, but you can tell the way it communicates. So the way our brains work in communication is, uh, so we studied neuroscience for the last 20 years. And in neuroscience, the way the brain communicates is called deleting, distorting, and generalizing. So when I communicate to you, when I say a sentence, I have deleted a whole bunch of information. Um, or I have distorted things uh, because I believe in certain meanings of words. Like if I say the word love, like I have a meaning to love and you have a different meaning to love, right? And so that's called distortion. And then we generalize things. We assume people understand things generally, right? So when we communicate and when the AIs communicate, they have a little bit of a, a flair of how they delete, distort, and generalize. And when you work with them, you can start to understand and go, oh, that's how these AIs communicate. I kind of understand where they delete, where they distort, where they generalize. And unless somebody is really great at prompt engineering, which a lot of people are not yet, yeah, this is what we're teaching. This is one of the things we're teaching in our courses. If they don't understand how to prompt engineer yet, then they are really working off of a very general like ChatGPT formats, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's going to become very passe soon. Just like if we were using swipe copy, if everybody was using swipe copy from Dan Kennedy or everybody was using swipe copy from Frank Kern, right? It's just like, oh my gosh, I've seen that subject line, hey. A 1,000 times because everybody took it from Frank (laughs) Kern, right? So at some point, we are going to start to see that there's a lot of similar tones and a lot of similar writing, and it will become less effective. Like anything in marketing, marketing is always about the new, exciting, shiny object, right? So one of the things that we are teaching people how to do is these, again, are super brains. So there's no reason to have that kind of experience. You can be having a very specific experience and creating the tone the level of communication, the phrasing, the, the level of detail. I mean, there's a lot of parameters. We teach about 24 different parameters that you can set in the text AIs alone to be able to capture more of your voice. And then we even teach people how to show it models of communication because you can actually teach ChatGPT how you communicate in your model of deletion, distortion, generalization. Yeah. Then it can start to take on your way of communicating. And now it becomes way more like a carbon copy of you. It's like your mini, your mini you, your mini me, right?
1: Yeah, I did think that I wondered whether if I took something that I'd written and copied it in, would it be able to keep my personal style and, and the character of what I've written, you know, the and, and match it to an extent. But I think you're right, what you said before about uh, the prompts being so important. And what I noticed very quickly was the better the quality of question that I asked it, the better the response, which I know it sounds like obvious, but actually the, you know, the more specific that you can get. And the better you write your questions, the better the answers. And it, and it just sounds more natural rather than just a computer well, generated.
0: The, um, the fun thing about this, I, I find it fun, is that you know how we all understand we have blind spots. We just, yes. that's part of being human. We just we just don't see things that we don't see, right? We don't know things we don't know. Well, we take our blind spots into our relationship with ChatGPT or any of these AIs. You know, ChatGPT is, I always say ChatGPT is not even scratching the surface. It's just a very popular one. It's a text AI, and there's not that many text AI, large language. These are called large language models. There's not that many of them out there. There's, you know, there's Bing, there's Bard, there's ChatGPT, there's Claude, and there's a couple of others that are coming out. But you know, these these systems to be really good as ChatGPT require hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars in investment, plus dozens and dozens of super smart AI engineers. So it's not like you just whip one out because you had an idea for it. So there's not that many on the marketplace, but GPT is just. Scratching the surface because what they did allow is they allowed an API connection right into the brain, so you can actually API ChatGPT into anything. Now, as of today, uh, unless something has changed in the last twenty-four hours, I don't believe you can API into Bard and into Bing. They're keeping it, you know, for their own company. So Bing is Microsoft and Bard is Google, uh, and Claude is Anthrop Anthropic is the is the company. You cannot API into those, or if you can, it's it's very archaic right now. So, what do, you
1: Jimmy, that? what do you mean by API into it?
0: Got it. Sorry. Thank you. Good question. API basically means you can connect technologies together. So if you have ever connected, let's see, what's a good one? Let's say your CRM system to a shopping cart. Maybe you use Keep or Entreport or HubSpot or something like that. But then you also had to have it communicate with Shopify, for example. For example, okay. Yeah. yeah. You would have to you use what's called an API, which is a little, it's a little code that allows the computers on or the allows the software, I should say, online to communicate with each other. And there's some systems like Zapier, if you ever heard of Zapier. Yes. It allows software that's not built to communicate with each other to actually be able to communicate. And all you need is what's called an API. It's almost like think about like uh we're here on the on the port in, in Sardinia. So I'll think about like a boat. You have like a dock, you have like a, a dock and a boat can go pull into the dock. If you don't have a dock, a boat can't can't park, right? You can't you can't park your yacht there. But as long as it has an API port, which is like a docking port for a boat, then you can park your boat there, which means you can actually connect it to another piece of software that also has a docking, right? Which these are called APIs, right? Right. And so ChatGPT allows you to connect your software to it and your interfaces. So what's right. going on, the reason this has become such an explosive thing over the last nine months is that you can now API your software into ChatGPT or into Dolly, okay? Or into Stable Diffusion. Now, what's Dolly and what's Stable Diffusion? Um, you know, this is so much to talk about, right, Michelle? Yeah. Like that.
1: <laughs> sorry, I was just like bringing the level down a bit.
0: <laughs> well, OpenAI released two brains one is a text bot called gpt or chat gpt the other one text to image bot and that's called Dolly and the text to image bot means you can place in a prompt or a text you can say make me a picture of a cat and you get a picture of a cat make me a picture of a cat with yarn and you get a picture of a cat with yarn make me a picture of a, a teenager looking at an iPhone and you get that picture like whatever you want you can and it's called text to image right well they made these two brains open for anybody to use in their systems so suddenly, anybody that said, "Ooh, I can enhance my technology system," because right now, for like like a Click a lot of people are familiar with Click right? So Click Funnels, I mean, you can pick, you can pick a, you can pick a page, you can pick a template to work up, but you still got to write the copy in. You still got to create the headlines. You still got to create the images and all that. Well, right now, those companies are integrating ChatGPT and Dolly or another text to image AI called Stable Diffusion right into their systems because they can API, they can connect them up together, right? And so what that is, is it allows them to essentially take the brain of GPT and put it right into, for example, ClickFunnels or right into Groove or right into HubSpot or right into uh, a blog or right into WordPress and suddenly build blogs. So now all of these technologies are becoming AI powered. And what's cool about that is this is why we're seeing so much explosion of AI across the world, because now we can actually just plug right into those brains through this thing called an API.
1: Right. So you mentioned before about training entrepreneurs and different businesses and how you've you've got these courses where um, you can teach people about the different elements. Sorry for the just sloppy language here. Um, but how, does pe- how do people, can you give a few examples of, How a business? So you've mentioned one there where we can API, so we can connect ChatGPT to the to the current business. But a couple of examples, let's say in the in property world of how people can use AI in their business. Because I can I can imagine, okay, I want to check this contract or I want to write this letter. But what else can I do that I haven't
0: thought of? Yeah, totally. So so seriously, you can do anything. So anything that you currently do can be done by an AI.
1: I have no oh, idea. There's like too many right. options. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. So, so I'll give you a couple of specific examples, but just like, a, as people start to come through our programs, one of the things they have a good laugh at themselves is they want to do things and they're like, it's so obvious that I could have an AI do this, but I didn't even think to do that, right? I didn't even think. For example, we've got AIs, AI companies that we've invested in on LinkedIn. So if you're an investor, or, or let's say you're a property investor, but you need more capital, <laughs> you want to start reaching out to other people that could be investors. Well, we've got a bot that we work with on LinkedIn that we've invested in this company. And this will scan everybody in your network. It will then reach out to them and you can give it the use case. In other words, what do you want it to do? Oh, I want you to reach out to everybody in my network and find out if they would be interested in investing. Okay, well, if if you just did this manually prior to AI, you would have to go into every single person and manually maybe copy and paste. You know that a lot of those programs... They can see that and then they start going oh slow down there tiger like we don't want you to be copy and pasting because to pay for in mail they want you to pay for for the ability to advertise or market to people right yeah so with our ai tools first of all that doesn't happen we just bypass all that but second of all what it does is if you just copied and paste the same thing everywhere all the time you lose the intimacy what's called intimacy marketing or you lose the personalization and personalization in scale is is technically one of the greatest most profound changes that we have had through AI, and it's one of the biggest changes that, that that humankind will see when it comes to marketing, is personalized, scalable marketing. What that means is I can go out to a thousand people in an instant and have an AI create a personalized message and a hook to hook them back in. So uh, let's uh, let's do it uh, here, we're do it right here. So Michelle, I didn't even look you up beforehand. Uh, you, you came recommended. I said, Hey, she looks lovely. I'm happy to jump on with her, but I'm going to go to Michelle. Uh, do I, how do I say your lesson? Um, Karen's? Yes. Karens. Okay. I'm going to go to Michelle Karen's LinkedIn. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. and now let's see if I can find you actually, uh, if I do that, I need more, uh, let's see logistics in the UK. Now, how would I find you on LinkedIn? Uh, Michelle?
1: Yeah. So if you put my name and then property, I guess that should work.
0: Okay, great. Let's pull it up here real quick. We're going to, go to LinkedIn. And what I'm going to do with this. So here you go. Okay. Actually, I found you right there. Beautiful. Great. Um, okay. Michelle Karen's property investor, property training coach, and program manager at your property network magazine. Cool. And then I can scan her about full-time property investor and podcast and training host for the property uh, network magazine. Okay. So now this AI, just for time's sake, I'll just start right there. This AI will go in and it will research all of the data that it can find about you on LinkedIn. And then it will write you a a text. It'll it'll write you a, a, a it'll direct message you rather. And it'll say, "Hey Michelle, since you are an avid property investor and podcast host, I would love to talk to you about what we're doing, investing, and potentially even have you on our podcast because we're doing something with podcasters and investments that's totally unique. Um, if you'd like to have a quick ten minute meeting about it." Let me know, and we can have a quick time meeting about how we're helping property investors and podcasters invest in incredible opportunities. Okay, just as an example. Yeah, yeah. right. Then you write back and you're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know this person. So I don't know if I want to be involved. And they say, Well, tell me a little bit more about the situation of the deal. Cause you're hooked in. You're hooked in because it seems so personal. Yeah. It's instead of in, it's like, It's like, and are you looking for a new opportunity in the gold space? I'm like, who is it? Like, it's just, it doesn't sound personal. They have nothing. They said to me, Kane, I, since I know you happen to be in the entertainment industry and I love music and the kind of music you like, I want to talk to you about a cool new opportunity that I think would resonate with you based on the music you listen to. Since I know you like Sting and I know you like Peter Gabriel, and it, like I would be like, wow, like, who is this person? And it's so personal, right? But then you respond and you don't just say, yes, here's my money. And of course, you don't do that. You say, okay, I'm curious, tell me more. And then we have a second bot that we. I have invested in that will essentially go in and manage the conversation with you that will say, "Well, Michelle, let me tell you a little bit more about uh, this opportunity. And since you are someone who trains others in property investing and you have a magazine, I think this could be really interesting because you could be featuring some of these cool properties that we're investing in in your magazine as part of you being an investor in the process. Now, let me you know to tell you more and to get more specific. Let's get on a call together. We can share with you our proprietary process. And then you might say, okay, but how much are you looking for for your first lots of investment? Because you may be too big for what you're looking for. And then it says, well, that's a great question. And we have uh, pr- we have investment spots that are as low as £10,000 up to a £1,000,000. It just depends on where you're interested in investing and how involved you want to be. Why don't we jump on a quick call and we can talk more about it? Okay. Now, you can imagine that that's going to greatly increase the response rate to things, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about seeing 70 to 80% responses right now to our AI bots in these fields. And this is one one millionth of what we're doing with these things. I mean, it's literally endless. What we actually have done is we've taken a business, large multinational corporations, and we've divided them into 3,116 activities that they do over a year to generate their billions of dollars. We've then mapped AI tools to all of these actions. We got it to about 60 to 80 different AIs. That when you learn these 60 to 80 different AIs, you can do any activity that a major billion dollar company is doing to generate its billion dollars a year. And you can put this into any company, property, real estate, technology, edutech, services, products, doesn't make any difference because every business are doing these things. It's like outreach. It's like hooking people in, looking for opportunities, negotiating deals, closing deals. It's the same thing across every business. So it's really limitless what you can be doing with this.
1: Like. My like brains are just going like, all my brain cells are like wow my goodness this is like so much going on here, um. <laughs> so how does the uh, so you're you're obviously part of what you do is just working with entrepreneurs and by the sounds of it pretty high level you know like the, at the highest level as well. So uh <laughs> we've got a little person here. Hello.
0: Yeah, that's nice. and By the way, we, we've trained all of our kids in AI. This one's using AI right now to do trivia questions. He said, we get in bed at night and to get him to go to bed, he goes, hey, let's do uh, let's do patrol trivia. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's do super kitties trivia. Right. So anyways, so go ahead. You're asking the question.
1: So, yeah, so we've got all of these um, all of these different things we can do. Right. So you're working at like Richard Branson level and entrepreneur level Silicon Valley. For the average property investor in the UK, um, how do you see that they can get involved in growing their business? Like, where do they start? OK, so they start maybe Chat GPT, but then what's the next level? Like, I, I wouldn't even know where to start on, um, on incorporating them. For a lot of property investors, they've got their own businesses, so they're entrepreneurs as well as property investors. So where do they, where do they start?
0: Yeah. With so, so there's, there's, there's three levels that we start them on. The first level is tool awareness. They have to become aware of the tools and what they can do. Okay. Uh, without being aware of what tools exist and what they can do, they have no idea what's even possible, right? And just like you're saying, your brain's expanding. I mean, again, we must give four or 500 different examples of what you can do in our training, in our sprints. We do 12-week sprints, and we give four or 500 examples of what we do with them. We show, I think about 180 to 200 tools during our sprint so that people can start to become aware of what's possible and what they can do, right? Okay, once that happens, first of all, and again, that's just scratching the surface. We can't possibly get to everything that we need. So when it comes to the, the sprints, we essentially show them the tool awareness. They get actually aware of the tools. The second thing that we teach them is how to prompt engineer. So how do you work with the tools to actually get the output, because it turns out that the input gives you the outputs, yeah. right? And you know that because you've been playing around ChatGPT. So the quality of your prompt engineering is going to determine the quality of the output that you get. Okay. Some people see these things. and They're like, "Oh, these are just toys." I mean, I talk to CEOs. I'm like, "Are you using AI in your in your in your in your business right now?" And they say, "No, no, no." They say those things are toys. We can't use them in our business. And, so, and I go, "No, no, no. You don't understand how to use them because these things are not toys. They are absolutely, uh, you know, major professional tools." So the input is the other. So we teach them prompt engineering, okay? That way, no matter what tool they're using, it doesn't matter whether it's a research tool, whether it's an image AI, a video AI, whether it's an action based, it doesn't matter because they understand how to prompt engineer. The third layer that we teach them is how to chain together AIs. We show them how to start actually APIing the AIs together, how to actually take the output of one and put it in another, take the output of that one and put it in another so that they can start to get creative and they can start to create something with the tools. Think about it like building blocks like Legos okay you can build anything you want out of Legos but you have to understand the basics of how to build with Legos in order to actually build something magnificent I have a, you know I have a four-year-old <laughs> and I have a 14 year old and while we're here uh, you know in Sardinia on holiday our 14 year old ordered a like I don't know 2000 piece Lego kit of a, of a motorcycle and at the same time we ordered a you know like a 50 piece Lego kit for our four-year-old right and then we built that and our, my, my 14 year old, he's been building Legos since he was four, right? And he's, I was even surprised that he still wanted to build a Lego, but he's like, "I ah, it's something fun to do while I'm here. And so he built this magnificent motorcycle that's amazing out of Legos and it's, you know, got gear shifts and everything. And that's because he understands the building blocks of how to build with Lego. And when you learn the building blocks of how to build with AI, you, it literally, you become creative. You become the creator. You can create anything you want as an output because you've got not just one super brain but you've got an infinite amount of super brains that you can be putting the input and outputs in and out of, and it becomes a really fun, creative process. So to just in summary, to answer your question is where we get started is tool awareness. People need to start to get aware of what the tools are and what they can do. It's step one. And second step is how do we just utilize them and en- prompt engineer? And then from there, we can go into a much more advanced world of, of everything else.
1: Okay. And as it stands, just out of curiosity, uh to go to that next level where you're working with someone like yourself is that is that for the kind of average person or does that need to be for someone who's got like you know a up and running company and they want to take it to the next level like
0: yeah, it's a great question we, so we train every we've had sixty thousand people come to them I mean, it's been insane like everybody wants to be learning from us and we're very passionate about taking complex topics and breaking them down into very simple understanding That's what we've been doing for 17 years with entrepreneurs. Uh, We've had three million people come through our trainings, you know, for the last 17 years. So we we love we love people that are entrepreneurial or leaders or are up to a professional game to make a difference. If you're in that game, it doesn't matter what level of education, what background you have. We have people that are they don't even have businesses, but they want to launch and they understand they can use these tools to launch, create books in a few days, create digital products, you know, in a few days. I'm not even talking about the those kind of things because I know we're here on property, but we've got people who are launching businesses in days and they're building, you know six figure a month incomes in you know 30 to 60 days because they're let's take these tools and build the assets that have really eluded them they didn't know how to do it and we give them the prompts we give out, we give out over 10,000 engineered prompts in our training programs where you can copy and paste our prompts and just add in your use cases your variables your ideas into the prompts and boom you've got our brain in a bot you know right there on your laptop and it just it just kicks it out. So it's for everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're an employee, whether you're an executive, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an investor. Uh, We've trained now about 60, 70 MNC companies, all their employees. We've got a whole enterprise division to our company where we train companies that have thousands of employees how to be utilizing this. It's everywhere. Everybody's getting affected by this. Nobody can afford to ignore it.
1: Well, as a natural entrepreneur and creator, this just is, uh, I'm just so excited just by the idea. And Kane, I could talk to you all day about it. I've just even looked at the time and noticed we've gone way over uh, allocated time. So I want to be respectful of your time. Um, just to kind of close then. What do you think, um, just you know, a few words to kind of close up, what do you think people should do as the next step? We're going to be featuring you in the magazine and on some of our partner webinars as well so people can get a taste and introduction, but um, where can people find out more about what you're doing?
0: Yeah, so look, so we lead uh, sprints, we teach sprints, and the first one to really get started and especially if they're newer to the game, is called the AI Assisted Entrepreneur Sprint. It's a 12-week sprint. Uh, And they should just find us uh, whether we're doing a webinar or whether we typically do them live because uh, we only bring in a certain amount of people so we can spend a lot of time with them. And we sell them out every time we do a webinar. So we've actually never been able to advertise them. Uh, We always just have partners and companies asking us to do the webinars. And then we sell them right out in like, you know, two hours and we're done and we just move on and we deliver. But I think that, you know, the, the, the idea would be, here's a couple of things. First of all, don't get sucked into all these things where they just give you, you know, templates or they give you stuff. Like, that's the easy way to just kind of get sucked into like not understanding what you're doing. Take the time to understand, right? It's like, you know, I always say there's never any shortcuts, but there are definitely speed up, uh, you know, there are definitely places that can speed you up. But look for, get, get involved, get trained, like get educated. Like this is like, hey, I'm going, like you said, you lived in France, Michelle. When you lived in France, you knew you had to learn some French if you were going to, you know, if you were going to get the, the most out of the opportunity while you were there, right? So you took the time, you learned the French, right? And usually it's fun. I mean, we make it really fun. It's with a huge group of entrepreneurs that are all excited fun and passionate. And they're all, you know, they're all excited about, uh, you know, the idea of integrating technology. Most of them are non-techies. They would never say they have any idea what's going on in technology, but they know they have to invest in education for this, right? You have to take some action. So come find us in a sprint. Um, Let us train you up. Be very careful. Right now, every marketer on the planet is, you know, yelling that they can teach you and train you in this stuff they barely know it themselves. A lot of them go to ChatGPT and they say, you know, make a course for me or tell me what I can tell people or write me prompts. They have no idea really what they're doing in the world of AI. They're just trying to figure it out. So I say, be very careful about who you invest your time with. We've been in technology for 25 years. We've been using AIs in our companies for two years. You know, we've built 40 companies ourselves, done a half a billion dollars. So we understand what it takes to build wealth and revenue and a company and how to use these tools effectively. So I know that we have a deep hearts, big care, and we do a good job. So come see us and come through one of our programs. We'd love to share, you know, our work with you and, and support you.
1: Amazing. Well, for everyone who's listening, we will put the links to all of these places that you can connect with Kane, uh, social media, and his sprint training courses in the show notes. So um, join us there. Right, Kane. Thank you so much. It has been absolutely fascinating, and I'm sure an absolute treat for everybody listening who just expanded everyone's minds, like tenfold. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got it thank you. thanks for having me Michelle. i appreciate it
1: thank you and um, for everyone who is not yet a subscriber to the magazine click the link in the show notes for your free 30-day trial and we'll see you next time guys